damn it. I wasn't even recording any of that. Oh. <laughs> I can fake it again. I've been faking it forever. <laughs> Hi everyone and welcome back to episode 5 of Swiped Out Club. This week I'm freshly back from New York filling you in with all of my not so successful dating tales and we're talking divorce. And divorce is a bad thing but also a good thing. We want to give you some advice on how to make it work for you. Hey, 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 and welcome to episode five of the Swiped Out Club podcast. I'm here with a woman who puts the fun into fundamentally misunderstood. I really am. Back from New York, Jackie. Honestly, like, I have a saying that I normally, if I'm a little bit confused, I normally say I don't know whether it's New Year or New York. <laughs> very apt right now, because I, I still don't, and I'm fresh-ish from my 10k this morning over in Fulham. You don't smell it. So, no, I did at least bathe <laughs> for you. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on right now. I've just about got round to getting over the jet lag, but, oh, my God, have I got some transatlantic stories oh, for you. I am so looking forward to hearing about New York. New right. York, the city that's so good, they named it after New Amsterdam and then renamed it with a rebranding exercise because York is obviously cooler than Amsterdam. And that, the, the second time, it's after we overtook it and they named it after the Duke of York. The Duke of York, just, not the uh, city. Like, typically, like, you, you're British, not York. just, like, going in and being like, yeah, we'll have this. So, yeah. <laughs> but I, I was very like drunk once in Amsterdam and I was walking around saying, it really looks like New York. And my friend went, yeah, they built it and I was like cool <laughs> makes sense right let's do some admin top of the show yeah well first of all we just want to say thanks so much everyone for following us and liking us on all the different socials if you haven't done so already make sure you do um I am a dating dad on any of the swipe socials on the the twitters and the insta and I am Swiped Out Girl on both Twitter and Instagram. Come follow me. And if you do follow both of us, then make sure you follow Swiped Out Club as well. Again, on just about everything. And we've also got the email. And I say the email because we've actually got uh, several of them. So I can be reached at adatingdad at swipedoutclub.com. And I am swipedoutgirl at swipedoutclub.com. Not had many emails. I feel a bit like neglected on the emails. Everyone's been, you know obviously sliding into the DMs and tweeting us. So feel free to uh, email us if you've got anything a bit longer that you need to say. And we have got individual emails because sometimes we do like receiving emails that the other person doesn't get. Uh, so if you want to send something to one of us to read out on the show and make the other one laugh, then please do send them to us. <laughs> I think like all good relationships, we have our secrets. So I'm like, don't tell Glenn, I want to surprise <laughs> him on the pod. One thing that has surprised me is the number of people who are liking and reviewing us on iTunes and saying lovely, lovely things. Have you got any examples? Because I'm just looking, uh, scrolling through our reviews now. And by the way, I'm like, I'm not impressed now just by getting stars, just because I'm needy and my ego needs feeling. I love getting the stars. I love a review though. L let me read the words. Let me read all your lovely words to us. Like, these are the things that when I get out of bed, and I think they take 24 hours to flush through, Every morning, I'm looking, seeking validation. <laughs> in the veins. AJ7790, you know, I'm sure that's his birth name on his birth certificate, said, uh, I say it's a he, I don't know if it's a he. This podcast is straight out of the top drawer. Anyone who is in or has been in the rat race of online dating will find this hilarious, but also informative. There was a gap in the market for, for this. Swipe Tech Club have filled it perfectly. Well done both. And as an aside, you both have quality voices. Thank you. He didn't say good quality, but I'll take it. <laughs> And Righty, 1977, said, Great podcast to help guide us 40-somethings. Speak for yourself, Righty. <laughs> through the murky waters of online online dating. Very funny, insightful, and the rapport between them is fabulous. They use all the words. 
It is amazing. Anyone would think we actually knew each other. Someone said to me the other day, like, they didn't believe that we'd never met before. I mean, they were like, genuinely. And they thought that we'd made, well, me especially, made half the stories up because they were like, I don't believe that would happen. I was like, nope, that is just genuinely how shit my life is. But thank you for thinking I have comedic (laughs) talent to make up these stories. This is literally the third time I've met you, and I know from that that they are definitely all true because you seem to be the sort of person who would attract this sort of crazy. Crazy attracts crazy, right? So, admin done. New York. I mean, the city that never sleeps. I did because I had a grand total of zero dates. I am pleased to say zero dates. I went with such high hopes. So, you know how they say, like, London and New York, we've got this kind of affinity with each other. It's the whole, like, nylon thing. Mm -hmm. Like, we're just one and the same. Yep. I can categorically state Tinder and Hinge are just as shit in both cities. Oh, you're so joking. I kept a little running total, right? Oh, first of all, I should say, I actually went out to New York to watch my friend Kirsten run the marathon. Mm-hmm. I cried twice watching her. Just like, what? You cried watching? I cried as I entered Central Park. So bear in mind, I landed on the Sunday morning at, I think it's about half 11. And I said to her, I know you want to finish it in under five hours, but like if the longer you could take the better, because if passport control is horrific, like mm-hmm. it has been the last few times, I want to get to the finish line. Bless her. She'd bought me like a grandstand finish line seat and I really wanted to get there. Um, we circled above JFK for 45 minutes on our sides. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't get like plane sick, but I thought I was going to throw up. Was well, like it, a roller coaster spiraling oh, around like a, like a plug hole. It was horrible. The guy next to me was a nervous flyer and he kept telling me so. And you know how they say you shouldn't stand next to seasick people because it rubs off. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. He was gripping the chair in front of me <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to throw up on you. If this keeps going round, you're doing my head and you keep asking me if this is normal. I'm now panicking that it's not normal. Like, <laughs> So by the time I got there, my taxi driver wouldn't go the way that I told him. He thought he knew better. And I was like, sir, you're quite literally going into the marathon route. No, 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 it's fine. I really think you should take the Midtown Tunnel. No, 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 I'm going to go in at the top and then head down. That's where the marathon is. (laughs) I don't think this is going to work. So by the time, I think I ended up getting into the city about half one. So loads of time in the end. Cried entering the park. Cried when she ran past me and wait, wait, like. Sorry, why would you cry entering the park? I don't. What, it was like so, so emotional. Like they were playing the Alicia Keys version of um, New York. It was the Empire State of Mind, the Jay Z oh, yeah, yeah. one. So that's like blaring out. It was like autumn. The leaves were amazing. Like everyone that I met, these two removed the the most amazing signs. One that said um, "Make America Chafe Again," and one <laughs> okay, saying "You you wish this marathon was as easy as your mom." So I stood with them for a bit. Um, I had my little sign for Kirsten, and then um, when she ran past, managed to see her. She saw me. That was all great. Cried again. Then we went out for like dirty burgers that mm-hmm. night. So. After that, so it was also, I think I uh, touched on it the other week, it was New York Comedy Festival week, Mm -hmm. so I saw all the shows, I'll get to that later, but back to the apps. (laughs) Oh, can I just say that, you know that Hinge match that I had live on air last time? Is this Marseille man? Mr. Marseille, the one that we, actually carefully crafted response to him. In real time as well, you he messaged and you gave him an instant response so he knew you were keen. Let me open up the app and I'll just go over what we said, which we like lovingly and painstakingly like took time over this. With you, mm-hmm. an actual real man. Well, ish. Right? So he, he said, Hi, Jackie. Lovely to match. Ha. Huh. Yes, I was in last night. Liking your photos. Got back from Marseille last week. 
I'm in Ballam, and you? Quiet Sunday for me. Maybe we could meet up and see how we get on. Any plans today? Now, you thought he meant, like, let's meet up today. Mm -hmm. I think you're right, right? Because in hindsight... So we replied, we, because yeah. you crafted this as well. Hey, Marseille, huh? Business or pleasure? I'm over in East London, just with a friend today. Whereabouts is work for you? Then I think later on, I put, saw my friend today for lunch, just got in, early start tomorrow, so need to get an early night. That was on October the 20th. Okay, so yeah, you must have been like, having back and forth constantly since then. Nothing for two days. And Nothing then I did all. the old, like, jackdog move where I went, still alive? Mm -hmm. I have never heard from this man again. Oh, for God's sake. Is this the guy who, he's probably got lost on a yacht somewhere. Oh, sure. That's where they all go, right? Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I will, as old as I am and as old as I will ever be, I will never get this. I've liked you. You've liked me. We've matched. We're going to send a couple of texts surely well, right before we meet but the, like nothing the, nothing the only the only and I, this is I, i'm absolutely certain in this case this didn't happen he died if, well okay if he died <laughs> got arrested or something like that um if he's swiping on a lot of people and this is a he or a she if you're swiping on a lot of people you're having a lot of conversations and then one of them progresses a bit more quickly and then you mean the other someone, girl's putting out well not, not necessarily just i can't put out if i've not <laughs> met you but if, if he met someone who is and he starts up a thing with them, then I can understand why they don't want to then... I'm a hobber, aren't I? I'm yeah, the you're, hobber. You're being hobbed. You're just being put on a back burner. Um, but the fact that he hasn't done it since then means maybe that that's, that hobber's boiled over and he's taken that opportunity. But other than that, there's not really an excuse. Like, I, give me a chance to, mm -hmm. like, you know, I, I could be the easiest girl you've ever met. <laughs> I'm not. There's a caveat on that. I'm not. Third, third easiest. Third easiest, but... He'll never know now, will he? <laughs> so, yeah. So that was Hinge back in England. Tinder in New York. Because obviously, as we know, I dropped my Hinge pin in New York, didn't I? So I've yeah. kind of seen what they're all about. Tinder, and you made it clear you were British as well. Which, did. When I was over there, just like I think I said it on a previous show, it meant that the, the kind of level of attractiveness from women just shot through the roof because I've got um, Prince Harry's accent. You, you've just reminded me that I need to now take that off of my Tinder profile. Yeah, otherwise I'll be like, in New so York. What? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Um, so I matched with one guy called Rich. We never spoke. Was he? Can't remember. Mm -hmm. ne that he was. He was on Tinder. Um, I think that he was. What I think he was one that I left. He was an experiment. Okay. Because I'd matched with one guy called Chris. He looked different in every photo. So I did the the, the like the carefully crafted profile specific message. I was like, Hey, Chris. Um, you seem to look different in every photo. But I love the Freddie Mercury outfit that you're wearing there. You've really nailed it. Now I'm paranoid that he wasn't actually dressed I as think Freddie so. Mercury. I was about to say, is that just his dress sense? Well, yeah. <laughs> so he never replied. He's probably thinking, you cheeky bitch. This is just my moustache and leather jacket combo. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was dressed as Freddie Mercury. He may not have been. So, so Chris never replied. Okay. So that went well. So I'm two for two right now. So then Rich was my social experiment where I was like, I am not going to message first. That's two for two now. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it again. He just never messaged me. So he's still on my pending list still. Can, can I just ask, how many people did you swipe right was it Were you really picky on it? Yeah, I, I was I was as picky as I would be back here. Okay. I didn't let my like standards lower just because I was on holiday. Then there was my favourite person who, you know, once you match their surname comes up. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I liked one of his pictures because this was, was it, I think it was Hinge. Then his name came up. He's called Frankie Ariola. Now, uh, for the men out there that don't know, the areola is the dark part of the breast around your nipple. There's no way that's real. There is no way one that's of real. My, one of my friends, <laughs> one of my gay friends, he said that if he ever went into drag, he wants that's... his name to be Ariola Grande. Yeah, I can totally understand that. Now, sorry, Frankie Ariola, <laughs> but absolutely not. So I liked his pic, and then about three days later, he just replied, thanks. Smooth. <laughs> so wait, you liked it, but didn't say anything, and he just said thanks. No, because I, I, I did. I, I spread my options. I went one carefully crafted answer. One, I'm not going to message you first. One, just a lazy like. Okay. All three were very unsuccessful. Mm -hmm. However, there was one bite from a guy called Mike. <laughs> Let me tell you. So by now, I think I matched with him on the Wednesday. I think I messaged straight away. Right, so I liked him on the Wednesday, yep. and I put, well, hey there, Mike. And I, I really hate people that are like, oh, when people just write, hey, or hi, mm -hmm. or what's up, I, I don't reply to those people. And it's like, what, what's the point? You can't be picky over your the, the messages that you receive, because the carefully crafted ones don't get anything. Mm -hmm. Some people don't message at all. So I don't think you can really be picky on if someone goes, hey, like, because like my, my success rate sucks right now. So yeah. do you know what? I'm not putting too much effort okay. into it. So I put, well, hey there, Mike. That was the Wednesday. He doesn't reply to me until Saturday, half nine in the morning, and I'm flying home on the Sunday. So uh, already yeah, that's, that's, that's not much hope, right? So <laughs> half nine Saturday morning, he puts, hey, Jackie, early bird, question mark. Now, I don't know if he's inviting me to the early bird special breakfast or if he's just like <laughs> asking... Bearing in mind I'm jet lagged, so I've probably been up since 5 a.m. anyway. Like half my day is done right now. Yeah. So I put, it's 9.29. Is that early? So he said, ha, huh, okay, maybe not. What are you up to? So I said, I'm off to a boxing class in a bit. You? Were you off to a boxing class? I was. In New York? Yeah. And then he said, definitely doing the bed thing. Was sort of in the mood to hear that British, British accent. So here we are. Oh, for God's sake. This is your fault. My, how, how am I taking credit because for Because I put the British thing on the profile. Well, yeah. And I'm sure he would, you would have had a lovely morning of talking to him. Well, I put, you can't hear much of it on a text. And then I realised what I walked into. So he's put, precisely, I was banking on you potentially waking up the same way I did. And now oh, we know exactly yeah, where even this I conversation can see that's going. is going, right? So I put, how's that then? <laughs> he said, is the proper term Randy? First of all, oh. no. I don't think anyone said that since like a carry-on film in the 80s. Yeah, so. I, can, yeah. So, I, can hear, I can hear Sid James saying it in my head, but... Right? I was mm -hmm. thinking the other one. Was it on Kenneth Williams? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right? not, not the most sexy of men. So by now, bearing on... You know how you always used to think of like those rabbit chat and date women, like just at home, like these old like sex lines back yeah. in the day, yeah. just like housewives doing the cleaning whilst being like, oh, what are you wearing? Yeah. I'm shopping for roll neck jumpers in H&M <laughs> as this is happening. 
And um, by now I'm thinking, do you know what? Fuck this. I'm so sick of the third message someone's sending me being like, do you want to come over and bang? Mm. Then I remember I'm on Tinder and then I remember, no, actually people should still have some level of moral decency. And I'm like, do you know what? I'm so over this. So I put, that is the correct term. <laughs> Form it as I say it. <laughs> I could probably come around now and fit in a quick one, but I need to leave by 11am. So I have to insist that you don't speak to me and I expect to go at least three rounds before 10.45. Does that work for you? Love it. He wrote back, this works. <laughs> yeah, I bet it works, Mike. So I said, what's your address? He's told me. I was saving his blushes by not telling you. So I've put, be there in 15. Can you ensure, Mike, that you've got recent STI results handy? <laughs> he replies, not handy, but I was tested like a month ago. We'll certainly wear condoms. Good to know. Yeah. Safety first. So then, and bear in the, mind... You're still, you're still buying Ronix at this point. I'm just like, I'm just like handing a nice little Aaron knit jumper yeah. on the top floor of H&M Times Square. So I've put, um, have you got any handcuffs? <laughs> By now, I'm like trying on the jumper. He's, sadly, he does not. So, yeah. So I've asked, any ties? Mm -hmm. And then our message is crossed and he put, hustle over, time's ticking. I put, I'm on the MTA now. He's put, no ties unless we improvise. Okay, good. That's about me being mm -hmm. on my way. So I've said, anything you're into, I'm feeling naughty. By now, I'm looking at, like, sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> He's put, nothing too wild, but I'll play along. So then I've said, anal? He put, we can go there. And I've said, cool, I'll bring my strap on. I've got a new one that I really want to use. <laughs> Don't think Mike was expecting that. <laughs> and he's put, lol, it's all in the hips. <laughs> so I said, oh, I know, I'm a pro at using one. Um, this isn't my first rodeo. And Mike, you're about to get ridden. <clears throat> Poor Mike, it's half past nine. Oh, he doesn't it. know what he's, he's like got into now. He's put, I would watch that. I put, well, I hope you've got a mirror then. By the way, do you need lube? <laughs> he's put, no, we're good. He's raw dogging it. He's up for this oh, and he doesn't God. need lube, right? Then he's put, are you close? I put, I'm just on the corner by Cat's Deli. He's put, cool, so like 10 minutes? Yes, and I want you to answer the door wearing nothing but a smile. By the way, have you got any whipped cream? Mike thinks all of his birthdays and Christmases have come along at once yeah. right now. Um, he's put, and I like safety first from Mike, no whipped cream and I don't have a doorman, so I'll actually have to come down and let you in. Oh, so he can't ask mm -hmm. the non-naked non pot. Shame. Um, but we can get to it right away. That's what I like, Mike. Oh, you know, yeah, he's got right? a can-do attitude. Yes. So I said, is this a regular Saturday for you? And then he said the correct thing, like a gentleman that he is. Absolutely not. You? I put, yeah, pretty much. I like to make it into double figures every week. <laughs> so by now he's like, where, where are you? Because by now it's probably about 10 o'clock. So I've said, I've literally just bumped into my friend on the corner. Do you mind if I bring her as well? I'm one block away. The more the merrier, says oh. Mike. Oh, poor guy, he's sitting there. He's all raring to go with his whipped cream. Oh, no, he hasn't got whipped cream. Hasn't got I'm sure whipped he, cream. But I'm sure he can improvise. Yeah. So then, by now, I'm like, I'm, pro I'm probably losing him. Like, he probably thinks that this is too good to be true. So I've, I've just paired it back a little bit, and I've put, 
You'll probably recognise her from TV, so you'll have to use a bit of discretion after the event. By now, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. I'm, I'm just, I've gone rogue. I'm, like, I'm a woman on the edge, right? It's my last day in New York. I've had no dates, and Mike is getting the brunt of everything. Yeah. Um, he's put, deal. By the way, this is a long block. You must be pretty cold outside. So then I leave it for an hour, right? I leave it until dead on 11 o'clock, which is when I said that I had to leave. And then I've messaged him again saying, well, that was a decent wake up call. Drop me your number so we can do that again the next time I'm in town. I hope I can still make it through my boxing class now. He's wrote back, what the fuck are you talking about? You never turned up. So I said, well, who did I just fuck in your building then? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't reply. That's so cruel. <laughs> <laughs> this is five years of apps just spewing oh, out of me oh, just the venom brilliant. he doesn't reply so then I, I take it up 10 psycho notches mm -hmm. and then even worse than everything that I've just done to poor Mike I say the worst thing a girl can ever say to you I guess this means I'm your girlfriend now <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny enough doesn't reply again that is uh, um, that is brilliant Amazing. Oh, oh, I get, I get worse. There's two more messages. I'm actually looking to move out here full time. It would be good to get that confirmed in writing now. If I am, like your girlfriend. Yeah. No reply. So then I put. I also need somewhere to live. So I'm guessing it's cool if I just crash with you. Mike has unmatched you. <laughs> so thanks for playing along, Mike. Oh, because God, no one else it. did. That is brilliant. I Poor love Mike. you, Mike. I feel like we need a hashtag. Save Mike. Save Mike. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine him going around his building, going and wondering, like, tidying who was up. it? <laughs> cleaning, cleaning up the dirty pants. You can imagine. Poor and then looking at his neighbours, which one of you fucked? Which one of you fucked her? Where's the celebrity? <laughs> Where's Taylor Swift? I was promised Taylor Swift. So yeah, so apps were shit. Then I decided that I'd do the whole like meeting men in the wild uh -huh. thing. So I got ready one night. I was staying at the Hudson Hotel, went down to the very swanky hotel bar beforehand, all in my finery, about to go and watch my Nikki Glazer show. Yep, yep. Gone down there and there was this, this table of like uh, four seats, three men. I sit on the table next to them thinking, any minute now, any minute, they will invite me onto their table. That's the thing, in America, they're famous for actually, men just walk up to, right? they'll write, they'll, they'll serve someone and write the number on the back of a receipt. Men are always trying to pick this up women. This is what I've heard, right? Turns out in reality, what happens is as a woman, if you walk into a bar by yourself, people just think you're a prostitute <laughs> walking for like trade that night. So I sat there for an hour with my, um, what was my- Did you make much out? money? Like none, I spent sixteen dollars on a on an uncensored an uncensored blonde. The name of the cocktail was, which I thought was very apt. Yep. Like me, obviously Nikki Glaser, <laughs> two uncensored blondes. Um, so yeah, so that was a huge fail. Um, the one good thing that happened though was all the comedy shows. So I saw um, Jared Freed and Jordana Abraham in You Up. I saw. Oh, was that the one that you uh, you posted? They they did the uh, no. The, he did the red flag the deal red breaker, flag, yeah. little paddles. Um, my favourite show of all was Mary Beth Barone's Drag His Ass, mm -hmm. a fuckboy treatment programme. But she, it was so cleverly done. She had like, this PowerPoint presentation that was like specifically naff, like how to spot a fuckboy. And she had like, all the pictures and yeah. she had like a, the little pointer for the screen. And then she had Benny Drama up there and they did the, the fuckboy redemption of a like 
self-proclaimed fuckboy and he had to repeat like I, Andrew Collins will not invite women over for sex anymore and end up watching Breaking Bad instead. So that was great. Nikki Glaser just absolutely smashed her bit that I saw her do. Oh, also update, non-New York related. After episode two aired Mm -hmm. of Swiped Out Club, where we spoke about dick pics, guess who texted me the next day? Taylor Swift. (laughs) Mike! (laughs) (laughs) Mike, where are you? Dick pic boy! No way! To the point where I was like, was he listening? Does he know it's me? And I, I wrote out the the conversation here. He literally now he he re-added me on Instagram because he he unfollowed me in like a I guess like a fit of rage, mm-hmm. like three months ago, two months ago. He added me again, and I'll be honest, the intrigue got the better of me. I was thinking, what is he after? So of course I accept him because my mm-hmm. Instagram's on private. He slides into the DMs. Of course he does. And he's, so he said that he'd booked a trip somewhere that he knows that I normally go to, right? And then he's put, at the risk of you annoying the hell out of me, you know, because we all love a bit of negging, yeah, right? Yeah. What an opener after two months of Oh, it's natural. It's, it's, it's rule it's 101. Neg her. At the risk of you annoying the hell out of me again, are you going so, to this particular event? So I ignored it. Then he's come back with, don't be shy now. I wanted, I don't understand this bit, right? So I need your help on this. Okay. He's put, I wanted to contact you as friends. Not that I'm in a relationship, but I wanted to see if we could ever meet up. Okay, he wants sex? I mean, that's the standard answer no, for all no. male and messages. To, to be, uh, I don't he, get what he means where he says, like, not that I'm in a relationship. So he, he's single. So he's, he's reiterating he's single. It, it sounds, and I don't know him, I don't know your relationship with I him. I don't know him, never met him. <laughs> <laughs> but it does sound like he wants to know you because you're you're funny and fun and interesting, but he doesn't he, he doesn't want you to think that he's just getting in contact with you because he wants sex. I think that's a toe dipping. He's just dipping his toe in the water, mm-hmm. being like, oh, just, just as like an aside, FYI, I'm not single and I want to see you, but I don't want to see you for a relationship. But he said he was single. No, hang on. He said, not that I'm in a relationship. So he's not in a relationship. He's not in a, so he wants me to know that he's single. Didn't say he's not seeing anyone, but he's single. He's not in a relationship and he does want to see you. But it, what it but sounds just like... just so I don't think it's pervy. He's yeah. just putting a caveat not, on that to be like... Not pervy and also not going in there thinking, you know, this is, this is a full-on date. Yeah. So I replied, I'm in New York. Because that was the date. The, the, the event that he was talking about was when I was away. So I okay. put, I'm in New York. So he said, have fun. And already I think, oh, he thinks I mean like now, Mm -hmm. as I meant in two weeks time. He said, have fun. Then every single story that I posted, he'd reply to it. Like, there she is. Or like something ridiculous, like Mm -hmm. nice shoes, weird. So he replied to two stories. Then he asked me if I was going to this event again. So I wrote back, I've already answered this. So he said, what was your answer? And I said, I'm in New York. <laughs> he went, oh, he went, you mean then? I see. Sorry. Let me know if you ever venture near my place soon. I'll treat you to a cup of tea and a biscuit. That is all the romance. In right. One little bundle. And then he put, see you next weekend. Mm-hmm. Three have times. You made, have you, yeah. Have you made plans to see him that weekend? No. We've not spoken for three months. He kept asking if I was going to this event. I said, I'm in New York. Then he asked me again and I said, I'm in New York. And he went, oh, you mean then? I thought you meant now. Mm-hmm. Then he said, see you next weekend. 
Yeah, no matter Dude, I'm is. not going. His arsehole must be incredibly jealous of the shit that comes out of his mouth. Well, like I just told you off air, the 10K that I did today literally ran past his house. I yeah. could see in through his front windows. FYI, if you're listening, dick pig boy, you're, the front of your house definitely needs a lick of paint. <laughs> Nothing else is getting licked, I'll give you a clue. <laughs> but yeah, your, your, your house looked a little bit shabby. Right. All my updates done. Glenn, over to you. Update us. Oh, yeah. Last we heard, you were having the late night WhatsApp texts. Yeah. See, it feels like, it feels like I'm uh, in the same sort of level of success that you've got, although without the stories. Yeah, they absolutely died a death. So, yeah. how? how? Go into depth Chatting, death. talking, trying to arrange something, trying to get to see them, and it just wasn't happening. You know, one of those things where, and actually I feel like we should do an episode on this, about trying to make time to date. Trying to uh, spend some time... Maybe next to, week. Yeah, we should. Actually, trying to carve out that time to spend with each other. Because we don't live close, and so you have to kind of plan these things. And there are kids involved as well, so both of us need to manage around those. Yeah. And I've got a life. Um, I've got... I fill my life with shit to do. So it was really difficult to make things happen. And sometimes that's okay, because sometimes you get a vibe of, okay, this is going to be great, we can, we can flirt, we can do this. In the meantime, we can do loads of other stuff. Um... But it just didn't, you know, when you don't have that that yeah. hook, that thing that's happening. It, it it descends into what I call drizzle chat. Mm. Just drizzle. Like, why why are we still talking? I've completely sacked off Mr. Meh, as I was calling yeah. him. You know, the one that I was like, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not even enjoying our conversations on text. So I really want to carve out two hours of my very busy schedule mm. to sit and have a quite blah date. I'm not up for blah. Uh, so it's, it's a real shame. Very nice. Really got on and would have loved to have spent time with them. But just wasn't happening so kind of we, we said that's okay fair enough with it's just not going to happen then uh, did a bit of swiping and ended well, up which app by the way uh, that one was hinge mm-hmm. um i did I've, I've been on bumble and a bit of tinder as well because you know why the hell not and it was only on hinge that actually i got four four good matches four matches of women i thought these are really interesting people they look stunning and so let's do some swiping and, and try and match something up. I actually put it out on Twitter saying, how many of these four women are going to reply to me as a poll? For some weird reason, people seem to think all of them. And what was the answer? None of them. <laughs> I love how much we're such losers. It's like, come on. We're such losers. I, I'm okay. They've swiped on me. I've replied to them. Yes, this is, the, the, well, this is like the, the hinge match that I had in New York. It was like, and Mr. Marseille. We... We both like each other. Yeah, and, and my replies aren't shit, you know? If they like... even if You they do just, all the words. Yeah, some of them some of them like a photo, some of them actually sent a message, but all of them I replied with with good words. With gusto. With all the words. And it just... Nothing back. How is this okay? How is this acceptable in this day and age? If you're on an app and you like someone and they message you back, reply! But the thing is, I, I, I had this bit of an epiphany in New York. Do you know what I saw a lot of? So uh, we went for dinner, me and Kirsten, one night in Ozatar, and it's a favourite of Girls Gotta Eat, they're local. And as we walked in, there was a couple sat there, and like me and Kirsten, like both like cute little blondes, and we walked in. Kirsten missed it because she had her back to them. I said to her, I was like, that couple over there on the date, he has not stopped looking over here since we got in. Mm -hmm. And like... We, we were nothing special to look at <laughs> that night. It was like post-marathon for Kirsten. I'm jet-lagged. We'd just come from a show. It's about 11 o'clock at night. So for me, what's that? Four in the morning? Yep. Like, don't know what's going on. Like, bags under my eyes. But it's like, 
so you can look that shit. You can literally have just been running mm -hmm. around the streets of New York for six hours, or you could have been like still smelling of plane yeah. over here. And a bloke who's on a date, who knows? Well, maybe it's a first date. Maybe they've been together for five years, but they can't. Sorry, some some men mm -hmm. some can't help themselves. He was there literally looking over her shoulder to the point where I was like, I feel fucking awkward. Yeah, that is that is bad. Like, and then there was another couple. I was going up an escalator as they were going down. So they did that couple's thing where they're on like a different escalator stair mm. so that she ended up being the same height as him. And he was like hugging like, and then over her shoulder was staring at me as I was going up the escalator the other way. And I was like, you are fucking shameless. Hey, it's not your fault you're so hot. Right, you know, guys, we just can't help ourselves. But, but, at, but at twenty, when you're young and dumb, you take that as a compliment. At thirty, I'm like, you fucking asshole! <laughs> like, I want to go and tell your girlfriend that you're a piece of shit. And then I literally I sat on the tube the other day, and there was like the cutest couple, and they were lit, like all over each other, but in a nice way. Mm -hmm. She was like in the little nook of his neck. They were holding hands. They had a, a, like on the Piccadilly line. They had a case under them, and I was like, "You're obviously going on a holiday. You're off to Heathrow," and they literally just like so in love and so, but not like sloppy blur blur kisses. Mm -hmm. Just that's what my friend used to call them, like Frenchie when she was getting a blur blur kiss. But just like little like pecks on her forehead, on her nose, and I was like, oh, I want that. Like honestly, like my heart was bursting, and I was like, English men are so much better than New York men. Look, he's so into her, and then I caught him staring at my tits. Hey, <laughs> that's and I was your like, fault. That is totally your fault for having tits. No, but you know what it is? It's what you know how like what, what's a dog year? Seven years Seven from years. human year. Yeah. Now what a lot of men don't understand about is what I call, you know, I love a law and a principle, what I call the boob second. Men think that a cheeky little look at the boob it's, all, like, it's, it's a glance. Right? Oh. It's, 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 it's basically, I'm, I'm, my eyes are moving in an arc and they right? just happen to go over your breasts and that's all it is. So that's what it is in your head. Yeah. FYI, right? In the same way that one human year is the same as seven dog years, what you think is a glance is about seven seconds. We see this shit. The dog tick glance. <laughs> it's called, it's going to be called like the, the boob second, okay. right? What you think is a quick boob second, it's about 10 seconds. We totally see that shit. You didn't get away with that. You're not that stealth. You're not Jack Bauer. Yeah, it's totally worth it. We now. see it all the time. To the point now, <laughs> my, my colleague at work did it and I went, you just looked at my tits, didn't you? And he was like, yeah, I thought I got away with it. And I was like, you were down there for about four seconds, mate. And he was like, yeah, sorry. That's great. Uh, not, not to do with boobs as much, but when I uh, had my first daughter, it took 12 hours of childbirth and all that sort of stuff. And uh, it was a real laboured thing. And at the end, they, they got my daughter, handed her to me. In my head, I looked at her, tear. I was, I was in pieces, crying my eyes out. And I thought I had enough time to say, hello, I'm your dad. I'm going to look after you and look up, protect you no matter what, and then pass it to her mum. That's all I thought I said. Apparently, 45 minutes passed. They Jesus. stitched my ex up. Is they this, did loads why, of stuff. Is why our podcast is so long? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've been going for half an hour and we haven't even started talking about what we're going to be meant to be talking about. But yeah, it's so easy to just get caught away in those moments of, of beauty and wonder. And uh, yeah, I can uh, attest the to that. The beauty and wonder of my tits. Look, what, what can I say? Honestly, it, we don't understand it either. I would, I would we, we have no like idea say, why we like boobs as much as we do. Ju just to, to finish off that story, just as I was thinking that Englishmen were better, mm -hmm. when they got off, I realised I was Spanish. And I was like, oh, it all makes sense. <laughs> all makes sense. Englishmen are redeemed. It's like Latino <laughs> blood. You can't help it. Right. We've got a topic to get onto. And today 
We are talking about D-I-V-O-R-C-E. And we'll get on to that after this break. If you're listening to this, there's a decent chance that either you're single or know someone who is. If that's true, then tell them to take a look at the Singles Staycation Winter Weekender from My Friend Charlie and Love Lessons. Taking place on the weekend of the 29th of November 2019 at the beautiful Chichley Hall Country Manor House, it will connect like-minded single people in a no-pressure way and help them get support in the crazy world of 21st century dating. As well as plenty of fun activities to take part in, you'll also have access to a range of dating experts and coaches. You'll even get to meet me in person, as I'll be there running a session on confidence and communication. Places are extremely limited, with only a few tickets still available. So head to lessonsinlove.co.uk slash events to book your place now. Hi everyone, we are back and you've been so great at sending in your um, emails, DMs, all of your messages for us. So I got this one. So this is going to be all about Glenn today because, you know, I don't know shit from Clay when it comes to getting married, let alone divorce. So this is going to be over to him. So this is the email that we got and one for you to consider, Glenn. She says, as a divorced mom, hey America, with kids, I'd love for you to consider covering the complexities of that issue. Yes, I have to check a box that says I have kids, but this causes men, at least American men, to make some pretty huge assumptions. The first assumption they make is that what I'm looking for is a future stepdad. Um, highly unlikely. Two is that I'm a sloppy mess and just desperate for any attention I'll get from a man because I have these children making me undesirable in the dating world. The biggest assumption is that they'll ever even get to meet my kids. That's a big no. I want a box that says, yes, I have children and you'll never meet them, barring a miracle. I don't want my kids to be part of the conversation. I am dating to date. Leave my kids out of the picture and I'll let you know if you have a chance in hell at meeting them. One guy had the nerve to tell me that he'd like to wait three to six months before meeting my kids. Um, that's really presumptuous. Well, firstly, massive thanks for the email. Love you. Yep, it's great to, to hear people actually talking about this sort of stuff. And for me, you can almost split this into two episodes. And mm -hmm. I think I, I kind of like to do that. There's one which is around dating after divorce and getting into that world of, of, of how you do it differently. Because divorce and uh, leaving a marriage and ending a marriage and starting out new is, is huge. And then there's a separate issue about kids. And I'll touch on it in this one. But dating with kids and divorce are two separate things that yeah. are often interlinked, but they are massively different. And also, sorry for those people who think this is a pure comedy podcast, because a lot of this isn't going to be so quite so funny. But it is going to be from experience. It is stuff that I care about and have lived through, or barely lived through anyway. So... Um, it might help if I actually say a little bit about my background, because obviously something that gives it authenticity is, is knowing that I'm not making this shit up. And I know, Jackie, you don't actually know very much about what happened to me. And I'm, no, I'm keen to know. Yeah, I won't go into all the gory details at this stage, because that's a whole ridiculous story in and of itself in terms of how you catch someone cheating on you. Suffice to say, that happened. And after we were together for 18 years, I hadn't dated anyone since basically since Justin Bieber was born and so I, I didn't know how to do it once I, I I caught her in January 2017 by May it was clear April it was clear it was never gonna last and so we were gonna be moving to divorce and and that was it I knew my life as I knew it and not just the life I'd known but also the entire future was done yeah. it was over and there was this period of thinking uh, uh, grief 
it's one of the most stressful things that anyone can go through is their partner cheating on them because it undermines every single thing about you as a human being. You must you, just have to reset everything. Yeah. Like everything that you ever knew has now changed. Yeah, it's not just all the, the things about the future and, and all the dreams. I, I, it sounds pathetic, but I was hopelessly in love. I, I loved her to my so core. So up until the day that you found out? Yeah, well, up until two weeks before. So you thought everything was tickety-boo? Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll kind of tell the tale in a truncated version, but I'd been away for work in the US um, for a, just for a week or two, uh, and before I'd gone over there, she'd been getting more and more distant for a, for a month or for a couple of months. And we'd been together for 18 years at that stage. We had four kids together. We had built a life and a future, and, and we knew what was what. We, we loved and trusted each other in, in so my How old were you when you met? We, uh, well, when we met, I was 17 wow. and she was 16. I was dating someone else, she was dating someone else and we met at a, a house party, as you do. And then a few months later, we found ourselves both single, got together and that was pretty much that. I, my heart and soul were just, this is done, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. There's nothing that I want more in, in the world than to be with that woman. So then how old were you when you got married? Uh, 28. Okay, but you're it both the same age, yeah? She was a year younger. Okay. Uh, but it took it took nine years for me to convince her that marriage was an outmoded institution with no place in modern society. Because what I didn't want is I didn't want her to want to marry me because that's the thing you do. Yeah. I wanted her to marry me because she wanted to be with me and wanted yeah. to tell the world and just have a celebration. Not because, well, you do this and then you do that and then you do this. Your taxes. It's like, oh, yeah. boring. Although financially it does pay off. So <laughs> I would recommend it. I know, I know plenty of people who got married like, my cousin was really happy just living with like her boyfriend and they'd been together like similar ages than you. Mm -hmm. And it was only when they wanted to have kids and she said, I just want us all to have the same surname. Yeah. It was as simple as, as like romantic as that. She was like, I don't want them to have any confusion. Had it not for have been for wanting to have kids, she was like, I would have just stayed just living with him. Well, we had kids early. We, this wasn't my plan. Out of wedlock? <laughs> Out of wedlock. You they were whore. little bastards. <laughs> Still are. Literal bastards. Uh, yeah, my, my ex. And I, I say this knowing that uh, with love, and I love my kids and all that, but she accidentally, and I've got air quotes around accidentally, forgot to take the pill for six weeks. And sure. then told me, look. I mean, six weeks, I'm, right? Easily I'm done. Really, yeah, you, you miss it. You, t you only take a pill once every six weeks, don't you? Sure. It's not It's not a daily thing. It's not part of a full regime. There's not multiple other <laughs> Don't ask me, I'm not having sex. <laughs> <laughs> Best uh, contraception ever. So I had um, my first, I uh, conceived my first daughter when I was 23. So 23 when wow. I had her. Twin, and then 25, no, actually 26 when I had my, se my second son. Got married at 28 um, at the Barbican, which is a lovely place to get married, I've got to say. And then another two kids after that moved to Kent and life was going as it was. And I'd spent a lot of time trying to help her to get the confidence to get a job because she'd had jobs, she had part-time jobs at Dorothy Perkins and in bars, but she was brilliant. She, I knew she was so smart and intelligent and would thrive at whatever job she got. So eventually I managed to find a local-ish job, which I had to change my kind of life to, to fit around because she'd gone from being a full-time mum to being a professional working mother. So luckily I was flexible enough. I've got a job which allows me to, to do everything that I need to do. So I changed it so I could do the school runs. I could do the, the assemblies and pick up more of the housework and those sorts of things. And she started working for the local authority. After a while, she was doing okay as an assistant. An apprentice school kid came in to work with her and all those sort of things. So she was learning some management stuff. And then I went away for, for work to Austin. And you know when something just doesn't feel quite right? Yes. And you, 
you can't quite put your finger on what it is, but it's not right. She's constantly on her phone. She's mm-hmm. distant, even to the point the kids were saying, Mum, can you stop messaging? And was kind of just not quite in the same room. But I thought it was just something happens after 18 years, you know? You, it's a dip, you'll go through it. We were strong. And when I came back from, from Austin, I decided to take her on a date night and just to spend some time with her. And uh, I, I took her at the end of the night after we'd had some food and drinks and went bowling and played arcades and whatever. I leaned over and I said, I need you to remember and just know that I, 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 I love you and I'm in love with you and I really, really fancy you. And her reply was, I'm really unhappy and our marriage is in trouble. Oh. And just wince. I've never known what it would feel like to have a sledgehammer swung to the side of your head. Uh, I just, you know, I, I couldn't speak. I just did not know what to do. I, I had no words. I had no concept of, of this being a thing. So we, over the next week and a half, two weeks, tried to pick, unpick what, what was going on. Uh, it turns out she thought I was doing too much because I was a, a school governor. Because I figured, let's give back to my kids' <laughs> education. So I was a school governor at both of their schools. Uh, I was my son's football coach. Uh, I was a local parish councillor because I wanted to give back to my community. And obviously I had a full-time job on top of being a parent. Well, as soon as I knew those things, the next day, without seconds delay, um, I resigned from everything. Absolutely, just, I said to her, there's nothing that's more important to me than, than my marriage, other than my kids. There's nothing that means more. And I couldn't do any of those things. I'd, I'd been, I mean, they were asking me to be, to stand for parliament, for stand for local elections. So, no, done. All those personal ambitions are done. Yeah, then uh, she said a week, a week late, end of that week, she was going out for a work do, a work's birthday celebration. She said, I'll stay with a friend. And they live in a village quite close to us. And... Uh, she said, I'll stay there overnight and we'll have a good talk about it when I come home. And you know when you, again, you feel like something's not quite right. Mm-hmm. And so I I did something that I'd only learned to do three days earlier. Stalking? I'd, it was the only... How did you fir- knew me back then? My first bit of stalking. Uh, I'd watched an episode of Modern Family where they were trying to find one of the kids on it. and they Did you put a tracker under the car? <laughs> not almost. Uh, they realised that they've got a family iTunes account. And so they could log in and say, where's your phone? And so at the end of the night... Oh, young Jedi, I taught yeah. you well. <laughs> um, I, I, saw that, I saw on Facebook that she, all her friends had left and gone off. And so I thought, oh, let me just, I'm just going to see where she is and how, make sure she's okay. But that was my justification to myself. And So uh, you, uh, really you knew that you were entering deep, deep stalk? Yeah, I knew this, this was a wrong thing for me to be doing. But yeah. trust at that point, I, there were so many Trust no little signs that I didn't understand at the time that I obviously yeah. do now. You just want validation at this point because yeah. you're like, I'm going crazy. Exactly that. I honestly thought that was it. I, I, that I might, there must be something wrong that I'm misthinking it. Yeah, I checked where she was and I gave her a call after about an hour after everyone had left and uh, I called her and said, how are you doing? She said, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I've just got back to just got back to my friend's house in, in the village. Uh, yeah, we just decided whether to go out for another drink or, or not. And I said, well, that's... That's great. I'm glad you're, glad you're okay and you had a good night. But can you just tell me, if you're if you're in that village, how comes your phone is in a Premier Inn in Maidstone? <gasps> and, I am shook! And, uh, yeah, she hung up. And turns out she'd been... She literally just, just, just hung, hung up. up. Yeah. Turns out she'd been having an affair with a teenager. Uh, oh, my God, if the listener can see how wide my eyes are right now. And he's really, really ugly as well. 
I mean, I'm not even going to... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, my God, I need so many details. How old was she at this point? 36. And how old was he? Uh, he just... Uh, he was 19. I can't breathe. And so uh, when you've got a daughter who was... She was 13 at the time. Um, <gasps> so he was closer to your daughter's age yeah, they, than her age. They literally could have gone to school together. Oh, my God, I can't breathe. And I don't know whether to... Uh, I've left a the gap there so I can cut this out. But I'm going to show you his picture. Guess out of oh, these Oh, please. Lot, which one is? Guess. Oh, so for, for the, the listeners back home, there's a lot of like, oh my God, don't let it be the one with the side sweep. Oh my God, no, it's that one. It's that, it's him, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's the ugliest one. Oh my God. I'm looking at what looks like an advert for a Weatherspoons. There are six quite ugly people and bless them. Some this. of them aren't. Some of them might grow into looks in like 10 years or so. You don't need to grow into their faces. There's a lot of like side parting. You know the side part that starts at the ear and goes all the way over? It's a bit like, like Niall What's His Chops from mm -hmm. One Direction, that yeah. one there. But that thing... Is... In, see, no, the, the reason I'm showing you this... I mean, not make me feel physically sick yeah, and not... like even more sorry for you than, as if the story wasn't making me feel sad enough. But not, not, not everyone is good looking and all that i'm not that's not it's not just to say look yeah, only, no face shaming going on but fuck me that's an ugly face yeah it's not it's not to say only beautiful people deserve love by any stretch of the imagination but it's trying to understand oh. why she would do this <laughs> um because if he was rich i'd understand it to some degree he's 19 and, he's not and, as we would have said in ching for back in the day butters yeah. and he still lives with his parents you know he's it's not like he's got loads of money that he's sitting on it's not like he's really, really attractive. If he was Zac Efron, there's part of me that would think, Fair dues. you know what? Yeah. I, I, I would. The, I can't compete with that. I'm fucking, I would. I mean, he's a sexy bastard. Um, <laughs> if there was something about them that, that was okay, that I understood, that I would think that's the reason why, okay. I can't, I can't, I, I, if I wasn't already sitting down, I'd say that I need to sit down, but yeah. I, need to, I need to lay down. And the only reason I, I'm sharing that is because after you divorce, well, after you, you break up in that sort of a thing, it's 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 so emotionally brutal. Now, I was lucky in so many respects that I had my kids. Firstly, because it, it's it without... You have a focus, right? You know, like, yeah. like, regardless of what's going on with you... I mean, on the day, it stopped me from going to jail because yeah. I knew where he was. I knew where she was, and I knew there was only one exit from that hotel because it's a grotty little premier It's a fucking premier I mean, inn. I knew that I could go there and... I'm not a big guy, but with the rage oh, I could feeling, snap him in half. Yeah, he, he there that would have things would have happened that would have made him look even worse, um, which is quite tough to believe for those who have seen him. But wow, um, you must get that reaction to that photo a lot. Yeah, I don't share it because because I'm not just being an arsehole here. <laughs> like I know I can be brutal, but it's fuck me. It's impressive, but with, because I had the kids, <laughs> I knew that if I did what I wanted to do then she would press charges and I would, at, at best, lose access to my kids for a period of time. Yeah. And at worst, go to prison. So right now, I'm guessing, like, you're indoors with the kids as this is happening. I was. I've been looking So you the can't kids, yeah. leave the house, oh, I, even if you wanted to? No, I, I didn't sleep that night. I, I was just awake. Right there. There's no way you could do. Um, and uh, in the morning, at sort of 8am, a, fr a friend saw that something was wrong because I, I sent a message. And uh, he drove from, he drove about, what, 40, from Staines. Um, he drove to my house in Maid near Maidstone to, to kind of sit and just be with me and look and help because I was in absolute pieces. Not the kids couldn't know, but it helped because it meant that I wasn't going to do something stupid. But what it over the next months and and years, it 
it chips away at all the things that you think make you a good person. Because the things that I thought were attractive about me were the love I had for my family, were the, you know, the personality I've got. And I'm, I know I'm no Brad Pitt or something, but I'm not totally ugly. And you know, all those things where you're thinking, this is what makes me a good husband and a good person to be with. I care for my community, I care for my kids' education and for their, their well-being. There's things I want to give back. And all of those things, she chose to have an affair with someone the exact opposite of. Yeah. And it makes you think, well, if the love of my life, the woman who I trusted 100% would do that to me, then everyone's going to do that to me. Yeah. There's and then, no then my good qualities and they're not good enough yeah. for her. And so what am I going to do? No one's going to want this. And then there's part of me that quickly realised you can't... It's so easy to judge everyone based on the decisions of that one person. Yeah. And it, I, I don't know if there's a way of building trust in humans again to 100% because I trusted her 100% with, with absolutely everything, with my kids' lives. With there's, there's nothing I didn't trust her with. And she did the worst thing to me that she could have done. And so there's a big part of me that thinks I'm never going to find someone that I will trust 100%. The way that I had it described two months is that when you, when you start out life, you're like a 50 pence piece, right? Mm -hmm. high, high in value. You've got your sturdy corners. You can even stand up by yourself. But certain people that you meet along the way chip away at your corners mm -hmm. and you end up like a penny. Yeah. So not only have you sort of, you, you feel like your value decreased, but... Now you're just, you're just rolling. Mm -hmm. You're rolling out of control, whereas before you had like your, your sturdiness, you had your corners. But people just chip away until you're just rolling out of control and you don't know like up from down anymore. Yeah. Well, this was an angle grinder to every one of those corners. Yeah. It, it made me question who I was as a human being. Um, I think that was a shitty thing that she did to say like, oh, yeah, I'm not happy because you're like, you're too busy. Like, first of all, that was a bullshit excuse. And it was also after three months of affair. Yeah. And if she that, had, she had that conversation about. at any stage during that, and there's part of me, as much as I hate him, because I have to... Are they still together? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, as much as I'm angry at him, also there's a, there's a tiny part of me that, that doesn't blame him. Now, all of a sudden, this sexy woman is showing him oh attention. You can understand why he wouldn't say, you know what, you should talk to your husband. Because yeah. he's a kid. Yeah. Kids don't know about this sort of stuff. I didn't know about it when I was his age. No. I'm not, I'm not saying I was any better, but I didn't know about the, the kind of depth of emotion at that age because you don't yeah so i don't as much as i hate him i don't blame him as much as i blame her but equally i can't hate her because she's my well, kid's mom. she's i think it was um i think it was during the whole like posh bex and rebecca lewis thing and the media were going for her and i remember in an interview once and she said i'm not the one here that failed to maintain my marriage vows mm -hmm. like yes i got swept up in it morally what i've done is wrong but it was, it was funny how in that instance, the order of blame went Rebecca Lewis, you know, yeah. home-wrecking whore, Victoria for having a career and being busy. Woman, woman. Then David. Man. And it's yeah. like, mm, I'm pretty sure, like, he should have been at the top there. Like, God of Chingford as yeah. he is, like us. <laughs> but I was like, no, I'm pretty sure that's around the wrong way. Okay. But that, that was kind of, so I feel like I spent too much time on the actual kind of incident. No, but... we needed to know your backstory. Yeah, kind of. The divorce happened after that. It was very clear that I'm, I'm quite pragmatic in many respects. And I figured almost it was in some ways horrifically helpful because if it had just been a, we're drifting apart and then you, it would have been messy. Yeah, we want different things. We but were 18 then. Literally, as soon as she hung up on me, I knew life was done. 
that yeah. that entire and yes it took me a month or two after I'd kicked her out and um, all that sort of stuff to get my head around it and for us to make sure that we're definitely not going to be able to reconcile this but it was done it was clear and so then it was about okay well what next and so I signed up to dating apps because I knew that I had to, I had to get out there. Well, what could be better after that complete shit show? Yeah, and going on Tinder. I, 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 in fact, not even, not even as good as Tinder. It was plenty of fish. Oh. And I knew no better then. I know better now. But I had to be. I had to do something to say. You know what? There's hope. There's something out there. There are other women. Um, well, there are women out there who are actually also looking for love. Who are looking for something that I know I can offer. And so I started going on dates. And those first few dates, they were not good. You know, well, you learn the filters, but I, I hadn't learned those filters. Oh. So, yeah, you go out there and you, you have those bad dates initially. And you, uh, my, jo- my entire job is meeting people. My entire job is going out and building relationships. And that's what I did. I treated each one of those things as a training exercise and thought, okay, I'm not going to find love over the next month or two. I'm, I'm still married, for God's sake. And my, my divorce was pretty easy because she admitted the adultery. Yeah. There was no kind of qualms about it. Um, I filed for divorce in April, May time. First bit was done by September. Absolute was done by December. So it was a really quick, I say really quick, it was a, as quick a process as you can get. You hear some people who, are, who go through that process for years and don't have that closure. So it is good to have that closure. But I also knew that when I was out there dating, I was just doing it. You know, when, you were, when you're training for your, your running, mm-hmm. sometimes it isn't about fast times. It's just about getting miles in your legs. Yeah. And that's what I was doing. I was going out there and rebuilding that muscle memory, rebuilding, say rebuilding. I never had that muscle memory. I'd never dated. Yeah. She was my first girlfriend. She was my, my first love and I didn't need to date, so I didn't know how to do it. So it was just about going out and meeting people and meeting people in a romantic sense and not selling a product that I was paid to sell, but selling myself. And I realized very early on, most dates aren't first dates. Most dates are only dates because you're only yeah. going to date them once. So go along and learn the something. Great War. Yeah. Just a war. Exactly. You're only going to meet them once. You, so, at worst, use it as a, an open mic night and test out some new material. You know, have a story that you want to share, or say a say a thing that you wanted to to say, and see if it works. And if it does work, you've learned something. If it doesn't work, you've learned something as well. So enjoy those times. Met some great people at the start, but it was more luck than judgment. And there's no way after divorce of thinking, you know, I'm gonna meet the right person. I actually met someone who was, in, who was absolutely incredible. Probably three, four months after we split and we had a quite intense sort of five, six weeks together. She was absolutely amazing, one of the smartest people I'd ever met. And I also at that point knew I wasn't ready for a relationship. I knew I'm not the sort of person who could just package off those old emotions, box them off and then jump into something new. I knew that I wasn't emotionally or mentally in that state. And luckily we managed, again, I feel like I want to do an episode on this as well. We managed to say, okay, this is great. This is intense. This is brilliant. But I know I'm not ready. And she needed to be ready for, she needed someone who was ready. So we cut that, spent a bit of time apart and then have actually turned into, she's one of my closest friends now. And I'd never have known her if I hadn't been dating. In fact, I've met more people through dating that have now turned into close friends than I ever had before. Most of my friends from before, I, I don't speak to. And it's not because of the divorce. It's not because there's any embarrassment. Well, there, there might be, actually. There are people who still speak to my ex because they were friends with her and they want to support her and be there for her. And I don't know what she's been saying about me. 
but our old friends are part of our old life and I feel like I need to build something new and that's in every aspect of it even old songs you I used to hate listening to old music like music I'd listened to before because every song was a memory from my marriage yeah. and from my relationship every place I went to was a memory and so I for a long time I refused to listen to any of it I refused to do anything like that had any of that's, those things in the past that's the, the worst thing when like places like, so I, I had to listen to like talk radio and talk sport for a year after my breakup because every song was a memory or a road that you've driven down you're like of course I've driven down here before with him it's my daily commute and it's it's just the worst like having to like undo all of those memories or just for it to just go back a road that you're driving down rather than a road that you both used to drive down together and I can't even begin to imagine what that unpicking is like after the thread of a marriage because it was like, like it was like dominoes because uh, I, I might see a photo or like you say go down a road and that would remind me of a, an incident then that would remind me of another happy incident with my ex and another happy incident and the dominoes would fall yeah. until right at the end it was and then she fucked a teenager every yeah. every road every led to that thread ends and so with that i had but i had to learn over time the most important thing is to keep listening to that music because every time you listen to it you make a new memory and eventually you listen to it enough that the new memories outweigh the old ones there, there was a hotel that i used to go to every year by myself in mallorca and fuck me if they still didn't play the sugar babes album who's still playing the sugar <laughs> babes album and that was our song and i'd go back there every august and think jesus your song was the sugar babes um too lost in you okay <laughs> every year i'd be like you've got it's 2017 mm -hmm. well, i will give you a new cd yeah. for the love of god please change it so right okay so going back to this email i know the other week you said that only one girl that you were dating met your parents once and mm -hmm. that was by accident yes so ergo i'm guessing no one that you've dated in the last few years have met your kids no and that's been my choice because in my mind my kids have been let down by the woman in their life they've built relationship with it obviously they're, they're their mother for god's sake they've still got a relationship but i don't want to keep introducing women to my life left right and center mm. and for my kids to get to know them get to like them and all of a sudden it doesn't work now, I've not had many relationships. I've had probably two, only two of what I would call a proper relationship. I've seen people and had short-term things, but two people I've seen that I've, I've seen for, for longer than that and thought, you know what, this might go somewhere. Neither of them got close to seeing my kids because I didn't, I wasn't sure. And I didn't want my kids to build that link with a, a woman only for that woman to then disappear on them again. Mm. They've already had one mum, one person, abandon them to me in many respects and I couldn't I can't do that to them again but that doesn't mean I never will so going on to this lady's email then where she is quite adamant that like several times she says they will never meet my kids oh I want them to meet my kids I yeah I, I was I was quite shocked at how adamant she was it and I get like I mean she, she she says here you know I'm dating to date cool fine but which is true, and I'm I'm dating. But how are sleepovers going to happen? <laughs> well, for me, this is one of the kind of the, the actual positives about this whole situation. Half my time is free, so sleepovers happen in that half of the time. And uh, frustratingly for me, most of the sleepovers happen at their house. No one ever comes back to here because I live in the fucking middle of nowhere. But I I feel that that week with time to see them. The other week happens to be that we'll, we'll message and I might get to see them during the day because my time is flexible I can work from wherever so I can drop the kids in school 
go into London, go into wherever, we can meet for lunch, we can do whatever we want to do and see each other during that week and message constantly, video chat, all those sorts of things. But in terms of spending time with them, that just happens the week off. But I do want to work in a situation where they're going to meet my kids. Because I want my kids to, uh, firstly, to have a, a great female role model. And secondly, I want them to see me happy. They've come up with a list of criteria. They know I'm dating. I love uh, this. We need to put it on the whiteboard. Yeah, they've come up with a, a list of criteria that they want my future girlfriend to Can have. Can we read this out one week? Absolutely. I won't read it out now then, but it's some of it is really good. But they know I'm there. They know I'm going out. And they also know that I'll only ever introduce them to someone when I think it's it's going to last. Yeah. So it's a bit of protection for them. But they also know that they've just got to trust me on it. I think, I think that's the right attitude to have. And I get it. It's like horses for courses. Our emailer here is clearly very, like I say, very adamant that that's never going to happen. But I think in terms of like, I don't see how there's going to be any longevity in that. You're just going to... And you're, you're in a slightly different situation because you have joint custody, right? So you have one week on, one week off. The majority, like for, for the for most of the world, the dads are like weekend dads. Sadly so. so. so if, if, yeah, yeah, so if, if, you're, if you're dating a woman, as our emailer is, I'm guessing she has the kids the majority of the time. Who knows? I don't fucking know what her situation is. But I'm guessing she's probably got them a lot of the time. So... In terms of like longevity, if if what she wants is just a, a cheeky date every Saturday, every other Saturday, cool. You do you. That's yeah. you know we're we're like like I say, I, courses I, for courses. Yeah, I know that I'm looking for a relationship, long term, and I know if I'm with someone for six months and I've not even thought about when are they going to meet the kids, they're not my girl. Well, that they're part of it. You just steal my, not my guy. Like, I paraphrase it. Oh my God, we're going to have to get his and hers t-shirts made. <laughs> we're going to get, it's going to happen. But yeah, I just think if, if you meet someone and you go, so, okay, so here's my advice to, to our, our, our caller. If you've met someone and you genuinely can't see them ever meeting your kids, if you just want to fuck, then just fuck him. But if you genuinely can't see him meeting your kids, I'm probably going to say, he's not your guy because I think if you if it, 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 as any mum would be if your kids are a huge part of your world then you would want the guy in your life to be part of their world eventually mm -hmm. if you're flat saying no absolutely not you're never going to meet my kids then it sounds like you you just you're just down to fuck if you are Cool. There are definitely websites available for that. <laughs> yeah. In fact, what you should do is you should give Mike a call. Give Mike a call. Mike is DTS. He lives on Essex. Bring your own whipped cream though. Yeah, go downtown. But yes, I, oh, I wish I knew more about this. I feel like this email needs a follow up because it like, yeah, if she's looking for like a fuck buddy, then yeah, absolutely. Oh, we do, need to do an episode on that. Do not introduce him to your kids. But if it's someone that you're seeing more and more, I just, I, I hope for her sake that she finds someone who one day she's like, I want you to meet my kids. That would be my dream for our, our emailer here. And it will happen. You just got to, you've got to trust it. You've got to give it time and not say no. If all you're going, doing is going in with that negative mindset of this isn't going to happen. This is I'm being fierce mama bear and I'm going to protect my cubs. Just chill, relax. Just trust your instincts. When you know it's right and when you're with the right person, it will feel natural. It will feel like... I can't believe we waited this long for you to meet the kids. My my only input into this was I, I was seeing a guy, he had kids, me and him never worked out, it was on and off. When we first met, I think his kids were like seven and five. And then a few years ago, I saw them, like I saw him out with the kids and they're now like 
19 and 17 and I just like my ex didn't see me and I stood there staring at them and I was like you have no idea who I am like I've known you about you since like since before the youngest was even in school and I thought I could walk past you in the street and you have absolutely no idea who I am and if things had worked out differently I could be your stepmom by now and you have no clue and that was like that was like taking a bullet and I could just walk straight past them and they didn't know me from Adam and you have to think about like I have to think about the, the emotions of the person I'm seeing what does it say about them if I'm saying you're not going to meet my kids yeah what does that do to their self-esteem and their motivations and their confidence? It's like horrible. It's a horrible thing to say. So if you're, firstly, never tell them. You never meet my kids. But think about it yourself. Think, is this something that I want? Am I looking for someone just to, to have sex with? Great. Or actually, am I looking for a relationship? Know what you're getting into and what you're trying to do. Because you can't have a proper relationship, and you can't ever fall in love unless you're vulnerable. And you're not going to be vulnerable unless you are fully vulnerable. And that involves your kids. And you can't have a relationship with someone without involving them if you're a parent. So hopefully we've covered that for you. Um, did you have another email that you said that you got from one of our super fans about divorce? I did indeed. This was um, an email that was sent to us. And thanks very much to, to, to Andy. This, was, this is um, more about the actual process of divorce. And that's kind of a, another issue of, of how messed up and how difficult it is. Um, but Andy emailed us uh, and said, talked about how he was married at 22 because his wife needed a, a visa at the time. They were young, they were in love. Oh, romance. It's Yeah, it's great. Uh, four years later, they had kids, um, but then uh, they had a son, but then things didn't go so well. Biggest problem was during the divorce process, they were constantly arguing. He had a friend who was nine months ahead of him, and he said the best piece of advice he ever had was from this friend. Um, he had no kids, but he was ahead of him by nine months. He had lawyers, meetings over a boardroom with loads of my client. He said to me, speak face to face. When you get stuck on a point, stop. Say, let's get back to this another time. Or if it's being laboured, walk away and say, I can't do this now. And come back when you've calmed down. What it does is it means you're speaking face to face with that other person. You're not going through the courts. You're not yeah. making it formal. Or because, expensive. Yeah, well, there is that. There are reasons. He said there, there's a reason you got together with that person in the first place. So when you split, it doesn't mean that person isn't still there. I know there are a million reasons why people will say, that's all well and good, but... However, even if one person can have a great divorce like he did, it's worth sharing. And he did have a great divorce. He's got a son that's grown up with him seeing him every other weekend. And when he lost his job and couldn't afford the maintenance payments, it wasn't an issue. He had an ex-wife who became one of his best friends. They'd been on holiday together and he even went to a second marriage. Wow. Because they kept that personal one-to-one -one dialogue going. So it's probably the exception, not the rule, but it's a great exception. It really is. It, it is we, we say about communication being important in dating. I don't think there's a situation where communication isn't important. Correct. And so keep talking to the other person. Do what you can. And just remember, especially if, like in this reader's, um, this emailer's situation is true, there are kids involved. They're the important thing. Bite your pride. Swallow your pride. Talk to the other person and come to a, a solution which suits them and you. Well, hopefully that's divorce wrapped up. Um, to lighten the mood, Glenn, do you know what I think we should do? What should we do? I think we should go and take a little trip down the DM slide. <laughs> so, I had some classics. Can I just say how much I'm obsessed with that little sound effect that we've got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to use it a few times because I got, I got plenty of them. I got so many that I'm going to save them up for next week. 
who slid into your DMs? Well, first of all, shout out to Michael in Houston. Um, after I posted my tongue-in-cheek lift selfie, where I went like someone from the Matrix. I was you, went, you were full-on, <laughs> full-on Trinity there. It really helped that I was like head-to-toe in leather as well. And that is what caught Michael in Houston's eye. So he slid into the DM saying, loving your leather trousers, you look incredible in them. Hope you felt as stunning as you looked wearing them. Well, do you know what, Michael? I did, because they weren't just leather trousers. They were actually fleece-lined. So it was lovely and warm. You would have been steaming hot. I, 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 <laughs> I was both sexy and snug, which you are my two favourite things. Hot in two senses of the word. So, um, yeah, thanks, thanks, Mike. Thanks for your concern as to how I felt in them. Um, they're also available in Burgundy as well, and I'm tempted. They're from Revolve. Um, so if you'd like to Venmo me the $94, I would happily post a photo of me wearing them as well. Um, then I had a message from Toe Slurper, who kept it simple with, Hi. I think Classic. We, it's a classic. We right? can all agree that, that it's, it's, it's got a timeless quality about it. I think if you're called Toe Slurper, you probably shouldn't expect much from you. Do you know what I mean? Um, then we had Daniel, who slid in with an unsolicited dick pic, but followed up with, don't at me. Well, I'll tell you what, Daniel, I will not be. <laughs> and then we had this from Kitten. Uh, this guy slid into my DMs and then posted the due date for his son on his Twitter. No! Got a whole baby in utero. Little dude isn't even completely developed yet, and you're already trying to get with someone else. Then shout out to Jodie, who, girl, like, what are you posting to get these DMs back? I need to know because these are fucked up. The first one says, looking good in your pictures, just my type. In fact, if you love anal too, I might have to marry you right now. Ha ha. Oh, if you add the old, then... Totally takes the edge off. Absolute loltard. You, you've, you've got to take the edge off of anal, right? Then uh, this is another one to Jodie. Roses are red, I need a shit. Can I just say you're not that fit? Sex? Question mark. Please? Question mark. There are so many things to unpack in that. Firstly, <laughs> uh, rhyme doesn't make it right. Secondly, um, please? Secondly, not that... Third, not that fit. Can, can I just say, I, I embellished on the please because it was obviously P-L-S. Oh, okay. Please. It could be, could be so many things then. Um, then she got this one. So I'm married. Opener. Classic opener, you know what? That's, that that that's works zero percent of the time. <laughs> so I'm married. Downloaded this drunk. You are unreal. It's ticking all the boxes. I mean, yeah. Married, alcoholic. You know, a compliment on the end there, just for effect. Hey, Jody, I want to fuck you non-stop. Non-stop. Yes, N-O-N-E. And just make her say, Oh God, Oh God, Oh God. And then this is my favourite one to her. Hello, Turkey Teacher Sex Mehmet. Is, is that her name? Is that his name? Again, I think this is the CIA call out to like something, like I've just set a bomb off in like <laughs> Vegas somewhere by saying that. It's a, it's a spy thing, yeah. So yeah, um, send in your DM slide so we can take another little trip down the DM slide next week, just so I can play the little um, special effect because I'm obsessed. We'll play it again here. Cool, so I think that's us done. We've talked for way too long that's over an hour that's our longest episode yet 
It is, it is. But you were saying that people should send you their DMs. Where should they send it to you? Well, you can slide into my DMs, obviously. It would be the obvious, like, solution to this. <laughs> so you can get me on Twitter at SwipedOutGirl. I'm the same on Instagram. Or my email address is SwipedOutGirl at SwipedOutClub.com. And I love a bit of Inception-level sliding. So slide into me on all the channels at a dating dad or dating dad at swipetapclub.com. So I think that's everything. It's great to be back. And don't forget to like and review us on iTunes and all the very different places. And uh, what is it that, that, that they say on, on you up? Tag a bitch? Tag a bitch, tell a bitch. Please don't do. Bring the, like, they want you to bring people to shows. We don't have a show. Please don't come to Glenn's front room. Yeah, I mean, you can, but uh, you, you won't be let in. <laughs> um, but please do tell people about us. Talk about us. I, I want to see more of people listening to us in their Instagram stories. Like, yep. tag us. I want to see that. I want to run at work. I tell you what, I, I'm almost ready to give a prize to the person who takes a photo of them listening to us in the most unusual and impressive place. Right, okay. Let's do a deal now. The person who sends the best Insta story and tags all of us, so Swiped Out Club, Dating Dad, and Swiped Out Girl, I will get some merch made. I've got an idea for what I want. I, I really want to get a um, fuck, me, fuck You Fund piggy bank. Oh, yeah. Or maybe some, like, Swiped Out merch or, like, a T-shirt saying Not See, My Guy. Uh, yeah, I want to get those T-shirts with all the uh, the sequins that change picture, basically. You can have swipe left and swipe right. Holy shit. I, th I really want to get those, but I've got no idea where to make them. Well, look, if you want to see all of this merch in action, then you've got to start tagging us in your Insta stories. And on Twitter, I love seeing your iTunes reviews, get downloading. We, I think we're, like, 50 downloads away from 1,000, and it is petrifying to me that 1,000 people have all about the numbers. listened to our advice such oral pleasure <laughs> well take care guys great to be back can't wait to uh tackle the next topic next week get sliding into those dms with what you want us to talk about and we will see you soon ciao